What's good, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Kay Hall, and I am a music addict, and I am joined by some of my friends who share the same obsession. Uh, I got Loki the Variant in the building. Yeah, what's good? I got my man Mitch by Rob in the building. What's good? How y'all doing? So there's been a lot going on in music. Um, we took off a week because we thought, oh, things was kind of dead. And then everything just picked right back up. Um, real quick. Yeah, real quick. It's It's been it's been quite the summer of music. Um, we got to give we got to give a certain young man some credit for an album that he put out. Yes. Uh, Baby King dropped a album. <laughs> um, hey. <laughs> a dope ass album. A dope ass album uh, called The Melodic Blue came out a couple of weeks ago. I think the lead single from it was obviously Family Ties with Kendrick. And yeah, top of the morning. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. <laughs> Let's get the shit. Let's get the shit. <laughs> so what is what was y'all guys' thoughts? on the album like did you like it did you not like it was some some of the songs that stood out to you um how do you feel about baby king um yeah i'm I'm just gonna open it up whichever one of y'all want to matter of fact we'll start with loki the variant all right yeah um i will rate from one to obsessed i'm obsessed wow i love it um i love the fact that baby king he holds his own. Um, I love his production because from what I understand, he produced, what, 16 out of the 18 tracks or something? Yeah, um, or, it was either 16 or 17 out of 17. the 18. Um, and it gave me, like, everything that it was supposed to give. It was great. It was... <laughs> now, I could say the mix... Was a little off, ass. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the mix was ass. A little off. They needed but... to hit up mix by Rob. That's all I'm yeah. gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you um, know I'm available for the next one. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Shameless plug. Um, at Love Work Studio, Baby Keem, um, PG Lang, uh, hit up Rob for some uh, engineering. <laughs> but this know. this album was dope. This album was dope for his first album. Melodic Blue did what it was supposed to do. And um, I really can't wait to see what else he does. I'm very proud of him for coming out with this. What, what do you, how do you feel about it, Rob? Yo, so um, <laughs> the album, it definitely hit me. Uh, it was not... <sighs> What I loved about it, it wasn't nothing regular about this album. <laughs> like mm -hmm. sometimes you put on an album, you like, I've heard all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've heard this from from you know, especially when for hip hop, you know, you, you put on an album, you like, all right, this is the sound that's out right now. Everybody's doing the same sound. This baby Keem album, I loved how uh, different it was. Uh, you know, Loki, like you said, you know, uh, from what we understand, he produced it and. All the tracks sound have their own unique uh, sound to them. Um, you know, for me, the standout track that I really was vibing with was Scars. Um, mm. That joint stuck out to me. Um, but, like, 
it's it's really hard for me to have an album that I can listen to like every song on and like just like kind of just let it play and not even you know pick and choose. And this is kind of one of those albums for me. I can really like ride to this album and not even really focus on nothing and just let it ride, you know. And for him to be so young and me to be <laughs> who I am, that's that's a feat. I'm gonna be straight up. That's yo, that that's crazy. <laughs> His cousin has taught him well. Absolutely. Like Dot has, has done a good job developing uh Keem. Um Honestly speaking, the first time I had even heard about, like, really paid attention to who Baby Keem was, was on Donda. Um, you know, went from, like, the first listening parties and stuff I had heard. Um, uh, was it Praise God? that And he was on there. And at first, his, you know, his voice kind of makes you go, wait, what? <laughs> you know? But as you as you listen, you realize, OK, this dude is dope. Um, and then, of course, there was Family Ties, which Loki, he really killed Family Ties. Like he was going off mm-hmm. on there. Like and I was like, OK, like I kind of decided to hear, you know, what his album's going to sound like. Um, and then when I heard his album, Vent, Vent mark my words, Vent is going to end up being big before it's all said and done. Because there's an op, I don't really want to give it away because I want to do it, but there's an opportunity to really get that song off on TikTok. There's 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 an opportunity there. Um, yeah, it's just I I really enjoyed that album, like all the way around. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he was on 2020's freshman class for uh, Double XL. So. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna be okay. And and this is Kendrick's first signing to uh, his PG Lang label. Um, and I, I think he knocked it out the park with this one. I, I think I think Baby Keem has a long career ahead of him. And at twenty, he's only gonna get better. He's only gonna get better. Absolutely. Um, so I would actually go see a Baby Keem show. Oh, definitely. Though I imagine he's probably just going to open up when Kendrick for Kendrick when Kendrick goes on tour, but yeah. I, I would definitely go see Baby Keem. Like that'll be like a double whammy. That'll be great. Yeah, that'll be great. And I hope it's in Cali. So I'll definitely go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anything else y'all guys want to say about Baby Keem or just? Yo, kudos, big shout to Baby King, man. Keep doing your thing, bro. Yeah, I, I think hip hop is in good hands, man. Like, yeah, between him and Lil Baby and Megan, and like, mm-hmm. there's a lot oh, of yeah. good. You know, I, I hear old heads say that hip hop is dead and all this nah, other kind of not. stuff. And I'm it like, just evolved. You know, it's evolved, but there are some, some of these kids are spitting. Fire. Yeah. Not only are they spitting, they actually understand how to make songs you know because there was a certain generation of rappers that knew how to spit but they couldn't make a good song to save their life yeah, you know right. I'm, I'm looking at you papoose you know like, <laughs> 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 can spit for days but it's like all right now make Bobby a song why we coming for papoose like that <laughs> it's like make a song he's like that's hey, funny as hell. B. It's like, oh, not with 
<laughs> not with the verbal alphabet, Papoose. Like, oh no! Uh, oh no, man. We need a song. Like, I can't get ready to go to the club to you rapping about the alphabet. So, <laughs> so, so, so I got a question about that, right? Mm-hmm. I got a question about about that. Like, with a rapper like Papoose, man, like. Is it is it just a thing of not being able to get with the right producer or the right songwriter and just collab it together, or, or is it an ego thing? Like I'm gonna be the only writer on this. Nice. It's a talent thing. It's a talent thing. Like being a good songwriter and being a good lyricist, <laughs> totally different things. Because I have heard some great songs that lyrically weren't all that. Well, I mean, so like get a great songwriter and a great. You know, lyricists like Papoose put them together and be like, yo, yo, y'all make this album together. Like, <laughs> let them write your hooks. You write the verses and something, you know, something. And that would like, be the best way to handle someone like that. But someone like that is going to be... He does have that problem, too. But he somebody like that also is going to be like, no, nah, man, don't nobody write for me but me. Because that's what... Those type of rappers, that's what they hang their hat on. So whereas right. Drake is like... Drake and Ye and, and and guys like that are like, yo, I know that, like, I want to make a great song, and they're pulling people to help with that. Thanks. Like, someone like Pat Poos is going to be like, don't nobody write for me but me, because, you know, my pen is sick and everything. Like, those type of rappers, they live off That's of... That's the ego thing. It is. But it's like, well, what do you want to be remembered as? Like, just a great lyricist or... Nah, not for nothing. Uh, Baby King wasn't the only one to come out with some some dope shit this uh this past week. Um, Ari Lennox, she dropped some dope 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 music video yes. and new song called Pressure. Pressure. Yeah, from One to Obsessed, Kev. What would you rate it? Uh, the music video and the song. Okay. As a package, a nine. Okay. A strong nine. And the only reason why it's not a 10 is because I've heard better from Ari. So it's like, I, I can't can put this that. on the tens because I I've heard your tens, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is right there. Like this is really, really good. Um okay. Ari is just one of my favorite uh um, RB singers at the moment. She I just I love her. I think I think she's incredible. Um and I like the fact that she looks like a real human being. Mm. Like that is just I've always been drawn Her. to the women who look like real human beings. So that's why I've always been drawn to your Erica Badu's and your Jill Scott and yes. you know, like it's Aaliyah. I love the Leah. Which yes. that was one of our topics that that we got to talk about too is Aaliyah, but um, yeah, I just I, I I love real natural looking women, like women who look like human beings, you know. Like I, I mean, see Nikki, and I'm just like, like, oh my god, like, right? I'm looking like women a human that... being today. <laughs> <laughs> women that don't look like they came straight out the Barbie factory. Right, I'm, like I'm <laughs> women that don't look like Doctor Miami was like <laughs> made a fortune off of them, you know. Yeah, like, you know. Nah, Ari, Ari, Ari is gorgeous. Ari is gorgeous, and um, 
I love I love the new song uh, "Pressure." One to obsessed. I'm obsessed. Uh, I don't know if that's because I'm an Ari stan. Um, you know, I was late to the Ari party, but yo, I am an Ari stan. I love every single. There's not a song that she does that I don't like. Um, <laughs> I will say, yeah, that don't matter. Anyway, but yeah, no, nah, I'm an Ari stan. Like I love every single song. I love everything she's been doing. Um, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever comes next, but this pressure joint, I'm playing it like every day. So yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, y'all already know my stance. I'm very much like Rob. I'm obsessed. Um, first of all, I love that she paid homage in her music video. Yes. To the Supremes, to Donna Summer. Um, there's a couple of other legends that I'm probably missing, but Donna Summer was what stuck out to me the most because she looked exactly like her in that, in that instance. I was like, what the, I was like, wait, did she just steal Donna Summer's face for a second? Like, it was just so cool how she just went into just paying homage to everybody. And then the song of course was dope. Y'all already know her personality. She's like real, like she's one of those those cool cats. They said that she makes she makes music for hairy pussy women. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> she does. And I'm just sitting here like I, I don't think so. They say they say that about Erica Badu too. They say that and about Scott. They you say what? that. They say that about like the neo soul, neo soul, soul yeah. singers. Like they say their music is for hairy pussy women. Yeah, like and that's not necessarily it's, an it's offense. Wacky. It's, wacky no. it's it's I, I mean like when, when I hear their music, I do. I think of like Shea Butter. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> of, well, I mean like coconut oil, don't give a hella natural. Yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. Harry Coochie. Like, <laughs> 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 yo, I'm so weak. Yes. So <laughs> it gave very much that. That was like perfect for me. Um, I can't wait to see what new stuff she comes out with. I hope she comes. This is going to follow. Um, up with an album this year from her, hopefully. Um, she's due. Yeah, she's definitely due. Especially since they tried to play her in the BMAs too, um, which we're not going to talk about, but she was supposed to uh, perform and that didn't happen. Along with a couple other artists that, you know, yeah. were snubbed. Nikki but, was supposed to perform too, but that's you know, then, then they found out that there's a Chuck E. Cheese within a mile they of the park. That, <laughs> hey, we knew about that. Child, listen. But, oh, speaking of um, new music again, there's somebody else that came out with a, a song um, and a new video as well. Our pro- very, very much problematic friend, not friend, the baby, came out with. He did. 
a song called Lonely featuring Little Wayne. And Wayne is who I would like to talk about. Because I don't care nothing about the baby's verse because his verse it was a, it was a, it was a baby verse, you know. I, right. But Wayne has been on a run this year that to me rivals his prime. Like I don't know what's gotten into Wayne, but what, I heard. What do you mean by that? Explain a little bit. Well, lyrically, he's killing everything. And I don't know where that came from because we had just went through a good five, six years where everything Wayne was spitting was whack. So, like, to hear him spitting at an elite level again, it's like, yo, what, what flipped the switch? Because something did. Well, didn't he come out with a song with Kendrick? Oh, you're talking about that one. Number one, that one was really old. It was really How old. old. That, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was the Pimple Butterfly era, Kendrick. Like it was a really, really old record. Though he released it what in 2019. Mm, but remember, gotcha. Baby was sitting on all of his stuff and wouldn't let him put out an album until he got out of there. So if, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's like a really, really old Kendrick verse. Nonetheless, um, I thought yeah. that that's a tribute to something, you know what I'm saying, but maybe not. No, nah, I don't I don't know what it is that, that set this off in Wayne, but he's really spitting. He's really spitting. Um I thought he killed Lonely, you know, I thought he really did. I thought that he killed his verse on Tyler's album. I thought he killed his verse on um there was a Griselda record that he was on that he killed, like there's been quite a few records that I've heard him on, and he's spitting like Prime Wayne. So um, I would actually be interested in hearing a Wayne album at this point. So the For Carter the first Five time in like 10 years. <laughs> you said it came out in 2018? Mm-hmm. And that's the song that had Mona Lisa on it. That's yeah, the, uh, Mona album. Lisa. That was, yeah, that was the song. Yeah. And like I said, I if I'm not mistaken, I think Mona Lisa was a really old song that got thrown on there. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And I really didn't like Mona Lisa, which hurt my heart because Kendrick was on there. But like Wayne was just kind of all over the place with the story he was trying to tell. But anyway, um, what else did we have come out? Um, so, okay, I guess from one to obsessed about the song for uh, the song Lonely, the, the baby featuring Lil Wayne, how y'all feel about it? Did y'all get to, did everybody get to hear it? Yeah. yeah. Um, because of Wayne's verse, I give it a seven. A seven, okay. Seven or eight, yeah. Uh, Wayne fair. really spit, though. Wayne really spit. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they they both like like went in on lonely. Um, you know, I agree with Kevin. Uh, I give it a strong. I give it a strong seven. I give it a strong seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it. I like it because it's something a little different from Baby. Um, but um, you know what I'm saying? I I like the the kind of normal, 
you know, like hype baby pocket that, I, you know, that I normally get from them with the singles. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I get what they say to in his Flintstone beats. I say his SpongeBob baseline. Yo, he, he be going off with them Flintstone beats. Though. He really you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it, it touched me in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, this one is dope though. This one is definitely dope. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I know it's gonna, uh, you know, bless a lot of people. And you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like, you know, I don't feel like it's something that I'm gonna be listening to a whole lot. Uh, but it's a dope song. I mean, like they did their thing. You know what I'm saying? You can't deny it. Yeah, um, I'm on the same tip as you, um, and Kev, um, <laughs> Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> I have another rating though, I'm gonna give it a strong Kevin Samuel six. Um, not the Kevin Samuel six, how <laughs> did Kevin Samuels get a reference on this show, man? <laughs> Nah, I mean, I, I would give it a seven um, only because of the topic at hand. Um, when it comes to mental health, I feel like, you know, of course, that plays strong to my heart. Um, we can, I, I could get mad, you know, about who the messenger is behind it. But at the, at the end of the day, when it, when it comes to the message, you know what I'm saying? I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I actually have to like pay attention to what the whole purpose behind the song was. And um, just reading the backstory story of <clears throat> how this song came about um, and the baby being in mental health, I mean, mental uh, asylum um, and, you know, having drugs pumped into him and also having a brother that passed away from um, committing suicide, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's not something that is often talked about. And um, even like songs, you know, being played about it, like there's not too many songs about mental health. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's that's one of the reasons why I would give it a seven. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, that's really the only thing that I can can say about the song that I, I really can resonate with is uh, that that portion of it. Beat was was cool, uh, but it's really the message that uh, was behind it that really got to me. But yeah, Ooh, who else? Who else did we have come out with a with a song with some new music? Your girl Chloe Bailey. Hey, the next Beyonce. The next little that's that's Beyonce daughter. I don't care what nobody. Yeah, says. them children <laughs> Beyonce babies. Okay, um, she came out with Lord Have Mercy, new song and new music video. Um, one too obsessed, Kev. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like that song is. I'm like yo this. She's out of here. Like one more song oh. like that, she's gone. And I feel bad for for Haley because like she's really dope. But I think Chloe is about to hit that superstardom level where she's about to be a household name. Like even yeah. people who don't know her music is gonna be like, oh, I know who Chloe is. Like, isn't she getting ready to play um 
isn't she getting ready to star in the, the Little Mermaid remake? Remake. You know, Is that's it? that was yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like a big highlight. It was even controversial at some point because yeah. a lot of white people was not trying to have it. White people was like, you better girl. not make a mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, like, what are they gonna do? Make her dreads red? Like, yes. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> right. it, was, it was real controversial. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that as Kevin said, like Chloe's out of here. Like she out of here. She at the top. You know, if yeah, only no. uh, if only Sway Lee can realize that about him and his brother and kind of shove his brother to the side. Because <laughs> Sway Lee would be out of here if he did. <laughs> no, like... Don't be breaking Ray Sherman up. Hey. I know, right? <laughs> Slim Jimmy like, serves like, no purpose. At I don't, I don't point. think they need a breakup. I, I think it's happening naturally, though. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, Chloe's Chloe's out of here, man. That that song is incredible. The video is incredible. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for for what she has coming. Like I really, I'm really looking forward to more music from her. Same, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, <laughs> it's definitely the type of energy that I love. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and she killed it. I mean, like, uh, I was reading one of the comments on YouTube and it said, like, you know, I can I can uh, see Beyonce all over this. And uh, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine, because she still killed it. She went ham. And uh, I love the energy. I love the uh, confidence. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm yeah, obsessed. Let's yes. get yes, and we have a unanimous vote. I'm also obsessed. Um, I've been following them for forever, of course, like since they were little girls or whatever. Um, going to school in Kennesaw, <laughs> okay, <Right. laughs> um, just to see her grow. Like she's always, I think between her and her sister, Chloe has always had like the stronger vocal range, if if that would make sense. Um, not to discount Haley at all, because they both are phenomenally amazing singers. Um, but I always saw that Chloe was a little bit more confident and more like, you know, comfortable with her, like in her own skin. So um. As they started getting older, I started seeing this young lady just pop out the woodworks, got pictures, got like, you know what I'm saying, out here. I'm like, yes, let's go. Okay. Yeah, and now she's 23. I'm like, let's go. She's doing her thing. She's not afraid to show, you know, that she is a grown woman now. She's on her own. She's singing. Um, and of course she's still very supportive of her sister's career and they, they are, you know, vice versa, uh, very supportive of each other. Um, but at the same time, she knew she was going to shine. She knew she was going to shine and she took that and she, she ran with it. And I'm very, very happy that she did because she's doing amazing, um, you know, on her own. So I just, I definitely want to see more from Chloe and I believe she has an album coming out if it's not already out. Uh let me see. 
It's probably already out. I'm going to give that. No, it's not out. She's coming out with an album, though. Yeah, by the end of the year, I imagine she's going to have something out. And I would definitely grab that. So. Almost definitely. Well, we have all of the the dope artists that done came, came out with something uh, this past week. Yeah, so I, I think we can move on to uh, the main event. <laughs> yeah. uh, versus, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> versus there was a great versus that went down um, last week. Uh, Fat Joe, Ja Rule. Um, they went at it. It was and I, I, I want to remind everybody, I'm not mad at you, Kevin. I want to remind everybody, Kevin was very vocal about who he felt like would take this one. I I was, and you know, okay. So I guess we can go <laughs> right there because Fat Joe got his ass whooped. But <laughs> <laughs> he left so many records on the table. One in particular, I understand why he left it on the table, though. I would have just played my verse from it and then just cut it off after that. Wait, you know, which one was that? The, the, the R. Kelly record. Mm, yeah. Like, I would have just cut my verse afterwards. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, so there, there's that. Um, he left Take Me Home. He left uh, the sitting on top of the world re- remix. Like I don't, I don't know why he left those on the table. Well, that's a good question. I, that's a good question. I feel like at a lot of these verses, the artists are playing their personal favorites mm-hmm. and not <laughs> the hits or not the, the the things that ring ring truest and biggest to the fans. Um, and, and we've seen this time and time again where the artists will play stuff that they think slaps, but right. the fans don't connect <laughs> with as much. <laughs> the fans are like, what is this? I would <laughs> think they do their own studying of, okay, what songs were um, hits of mine during the time during my prime you know but see, what I'm saying? everybody like, everybody seems to go about yeah, it differently clearly we're picking because like right. clearly ja rule was like all right let me just look at the list of songs that i have that charted and look at how many each sold okay yep that's the, that's the order i'm running with and that's right. what he did like even ja rule was telling him like those aren't even your right. hits joey craig like <laughs> like what are you doing where's your hits at like you have hits like what's going on he was <laughs> and then he started playing uh still not a player and i'm like that's fine he executive <laughs> producer it's like nigga get out of here like, i was like yeah because you 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 got a cameo in the music video bro I like i executive producer this is like, what happened i feel i feel like joe was trying to like in his mind he thought it was a terror squad versus murder inc and it wasn't a terror squad versus mm. murder inc on top of that, he's not even the main Terror Squad member. Like, he's not even... It, it's Remy Ma now. Now it's Remy. You got Remy on Terror, Terror Squad. Yeah! Terror, Terror Squad right now, today, I mean, is not Fat Joe. 
it's Remy. <laughs> it's like, Remy Ma. If if Pun was still out, it would still not be Fat Joe. Oh yeah, Pun was still alive. It'd be pun. right. It would be still Pun. <laughs> the thing is that he wanted to pay homage to Pun because he like literally. I think that Joe thought this was a Terror Squad versus Murder Inc. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, a lot of the, the Johns he was playing, I was just like, okay, I know this song. A couple of my New York friends and family members know this song. But I'm pretty sure not everybody knows these songs. Like, he's playing things that is not even, like, mainstream known. And it, like how you said with uh, the issue with Jada, it was locally and regionally known, but it was not mainstream now when he played all the way up of course that was mainstream everybody know that song when he played um i'm trying to think what other song he had that everybody was turned up for not too many not too many if i can remember did he he get Um, lean back he did lean back he did lean back he did he did do lean back um and then he just, he just ha- kept having to bring out Remy. Like it was just <laughs> Remy. Remy started saving him at, at back at, at off, point. off the stage, on the stage, off the stage. Like um, I don't know why he didn't do a uh, bet your man can't either. Like right, I'm just like, Yo. dude, what are you doing? Like he left. He was so not doing. Good. He was not doing it. And then um, the fact that he wanted like a whole intermission just to change his clothes. I was like, he has misunderstood the assignment here. Like, it was not yeah. even supposed to be all of that. Um, but I do still rock with Joe's old stuff. Like, I still rock mm-hmm. with Joey Craig's old stuff that he had with uh, with Punt in the beginning with the whole Terror Squad crew. Um, even though it's not nationally known. <laughs> but of course, Ja Rule came prepared, and I knew he was going to win. <laughs> I knew he was going to win. It was like really no question about it. I knew that Joey had hits, but for some odd reason, he was not bringing them shits out. It was weird. But even with all his hits, he would not be able to hit Ja Rule with all the hits that he has. Regardless, because um, even if it was a terror squad versus Murder Inc., Murder Inc. would still come out on top. Still coming out on top at the end of the day. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I thought you had more. No, that was it. That was it. But uh, yeah. I thought you were frozen for a second. I, I was just, waiting for some interjection. Uh, no, no. I mean, I I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't, I'm disappointed in, in Fat Joe. That that's I, I'm just I'm I'm disappointed in him because I, I felt like he could have put on a much better showing if he played the right songs at the right time and if he played the right songs. Like I don't know. But with that said, let's give Ja his flowers though, man. Yeah. Like Ja showed up, looked great. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like he's in the best shape of his life, but you Pause. know, Jaws always been. Oh, is, is that a pause moment? 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Cuomo. No, nah, yeah. Uh, Jaro was looking good. Like yeah. everybody actually that he brought out was looking good. Like Mo- Lil Mo, Fly, Ashanti, of course. Even Rita smashing. looked good. Like Vita. Vita. Right. I was like, girl, still yeah, got that was... skinny body. Okay. I was like, let's go. They was really hitting it and make me feel like, yo, I was in junior high school again, high school. Well, really, it was junior high school for me. Elementary into junior high. Yeah. I would say fifth grade on. That was the Murder, Inc. era for me. Um yeah, I was just like singing all the songs, like every lyric. I knew them Johns, man. Um, I really wanted him to do that song. It's just those rainy days, spend a lot of time. Yeah, to- they did it. They did did it? Yeah, I fell asleep. I must have fell asleep. Yeah, he did. He, he definitely did rainy days because that thing was long and I was tired. I didn't see the whole thing. Yep, he did rainy days. Um, <laughs> that man's got hits. And really, we need to apologize to him because we we did him grimy the moment 50 showed up. Who did him grimy? People in general did did y'all grimy. Like, I was always riding for job. People was laughing at me. Y'all need to apologize <laughs> to me. Shit. A lot of people that, you know, they, they listened to 50. 50 was clowning him about singing, which, like Fat Joe said, you was Drake before there was a Drake, you know? Um... Which I never made that comparison, comparison, but now I'm like, God, that is a good comparison. It is like I always compared Drake to LL, um, not from a stylistic stylistic standpoint, but from like LL was the one that was always doing records for the ladies and everything, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of dudes hated him because of that, so he mm-hmm. constantly had to prove his toughness. You know, and I see those same things happening with Drake, but from a style standpoint, it's like, yeah, he Drake. He was making a lot of. It was it was more. It was just like the gangster loving type. (laughs) You know. It was like a. It wasn't a whole aesthetic. It wasn't okay. It, and and Ja was never a pretty boy either. No, nah. no, no. Like and you know and the thing about Drake, you know, he he came across as a pretty boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like more than Fifty and people turning their backs because of Fifty, I feel like you know Murder Inc. crumbled with the with the the uh, court case, right? Yeah, that was part of it. That was part of it. But mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that. I I personally feel like that might have had more to do with it than than Fifty and people. Jumping on 50's bandwagon. Well, it was both. It was definitely both. Um, people were kind of taking to the 50 the, the 50 cents. Yeah, 50 cent versus Ja Rule beef or whatever. And um let's 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 call it what it is. 50's a bully, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and he has right. a way with his words, he can like, you know make make somebody into an actual joke you know what i'm saying he and tried with rick he, did. he tried with ross he tried his best with ross yeah 
Like he, no. he really, and the thing is that Ja Rule seemed like a person that was already established in his mind. Like, I don't even got to prove myself to y'all niggas, like whatever. And that, that caused 50 to want to egg it on even more. Like, oh, you not going to say nothing back about it? <laughs> oh, word. I'm about to go at you. Like, I'm about to buy all your, your, uh, your seats at your concert. That was messed up when he did that, man. Trolling to get a response right. is 50s MO. And Ja Rule was not giving him no play for real. Like, he was not giving him no real responses. Like, he was basically ignoring the, the young man. And that <laughs> that caused me to just go all out and buy all his... <laughs> Well, all his, his concert seats, bro. What was crazy during Wait, the verses. But, but who wins that, though? Like, who wins look, the, the look, trolling? Look, no, check, 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 check this out. If I got a concert, you bought all the seats in my concert, I, one, don't have to perform, and two, still get paid. Well, what he did was he bought the whole floor. So there was still like the balcony available. Like uh, okay. he wanted to, to have the optics of that jaws <laughs> empty crowds. So I'm like, I, I feel you. I I feel you. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty fucked hey, up. I got a sold out show. <laughs> it was pretty fucked up. Well, see, that's the thing about it. Like it is messed up. Jaws seen the, the 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 ticket sales and had to have been like, oh, I sold out the show. And, and then, then you show like, up and ain't nobody there. <laughs> and then 50 was like, nah, I bought all the tickets on the floor. Like, that's messed up, man. That's yeah. Yeah. That's right. it's, it's super petty. What was crazy uh during the verses was when Joe brought up the fire festival. I threw my phone. I was like, oh <laughs> when he brought the fire festival. <laughs> No. He, like, no, he couldn't even combat it though. He couldn't. Daru was like, "You got that one. You got that one. <laughs> you got like, that one. What you gonna do? Sell? Give people bologna sandwiches? This ain't the fire festival." I was like, "Oh my god, Joe!" I was like, "Yo, <laughs> why did he do that?" But speaking of Fat Joe saying disrespectful stuff, um, mm. he recently had to apologize for a comment that he made. Um, during the verses about specifically Lil Mo and I guess Vita, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, or I was it specifically just, directed towards it, Lil Mo? I don't think it was specifically directed at any of them because they weren't out there when he made the when he made the first statement. Right. He, right. He, he said, said anybody you bring out here. Right, right. The problem is, is that, and I'm gonna address Fat Joe in a second, but the problem is, is that. While Ashanti and um, Vita handled whatever it was that how they felt about it with Fat Joe, and after Fat Joe made his apologies, they were like, "We cool." Mm-hmm. Lil Mo seen it as a chance to get back in the public eye because she's still going on about it. And it's like at this point, everyone has apologized. Like what he said was fucked up. But number one. You're making it sound like he directed it at you personally. Number well, two, it is common knowledge that Lil Mo was on crack. So true. 
True. And I and I believe Vita but, as well. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and Vita. Vita. So I mean, and that's what I'm saying. The the comic, don't get me wrong, the comic was fucked up. But I do think that Mo is milking it some. Because it's well, like Yeah, of course. You're you're um, milking it some. Like what Fat Joe said was wrong. It was trash. It was terrible. Like when he said it, I think I think I threw something in the in the group chat about yo, what you doing, Joe? Like that was that was terrible of him. But um Yeah. I think I, that uh he got too hyped up. He got yeah, way too hyped it, up. He got hyped. And his and his industry friends is mm-hmm. it's it's friendly it's it's friendly friendly trash talk. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like that's what it was. And he, he got too hyped up. He took up. it too far. He, he, took it, too far. he took it too far. And and you know, I ain't I don't know if Lil Mo is trying to get in the public eye, you know what I'm saying? You know, we you know, we can't say that for sure. Um, I can see how it definitely looks that way. I mean, I she totally she went on after that. After after the apology, she went on and did uh, Hot 97, and she did The Breakfast Club. Like, it's like, okay, like, you're clearly milking this at that point. Like, if yeah. you're jumping on and doing interviews about it and everything, after the man has apologized multiple times and everybody else who was involved was like, we know Joe ain't like that. We know Joe ain't mean it. We accept your apology, Joe, and stuff like. I don't see Ashanti hopping on Hot ninety seven like, you know. This brought back all. She kinds don't got of that much time on her hands, right? Um, Ashanti making music, Lil Mo. Yeah. Um, but the thing is also, and I was explaining this to to one of our friends. Um, I said New Yorkers have a vernacular mm-hmm. that's disrespectful. So this is literally how people talk to each other. It's a Northeast thing. And it was hard for her to understand. And I was like, it, it's, it's not going to be easy for somebody who's not from New York to hear somebody who's like from the Bronx, any part of the Bronx, say something wild crazy out the side of their mouth and take it well because it's just like you weren't built for hearing that type of shit right you know what i'm saying like new yorkers are built for hearing some disrespectful shit like <laughs> right and that's- it, it, it's true though like even yeah. in even in like normal banter among friends and, and normal banter yeah, like we go for the jugular. Go for the jugular every time. Okay, so it's, it was it was hard for a lot of people to to hear something like that, um, and it even you know sparked conversations about well, a lot of OGs think that it's okay to talk like that, and I'm just like, well, in a lot of spaces, in certain spaces, it still is. It still you know? is yeah. Um. And it, it just wasn't it wasn't the space, it wasn't the time, and he just shouldn't have said it. He shouldn't have said it. But he did apologize and, and he owned it. Point, he owned it. And it wasn't no the baby apology, you know, it wasn't right. no half-assed apology. Like it was a real the, well, no, wait a minute. The first the first apology, the first apology was a little weak. But like he he quickly came back after that and like sincerely apologized. And you could tell like he he really meant it. Right. And and what he uh 
he also apologized backstage after the verses too. Mm-hmm. He did. So that that's the apology that we didn't hear. Right. And that's the apology that mattered the most, really. Right. Well, people said the the like, if he had been more sincere with his his apology in public to Mo on the stage when it happened, then it would not have escalated. But I'm like, it shouldn't have it shouldn't have escalated. It shouldn't have yeah. needed to escalate because he actually addressed everybody mm-hmm. in person that was feeling offended by what he said. Like, right. So now nah, And Mo told to him go. that he was good. So that's right. why I'm like, don't tell me I'm good. And then, and then the next day, on social media. I see right. you on social media writing this long post. And then I hear you on Hot 97 and The Breakfast Club. Like, don't tell me we good then. Like, let me know. I don't accept your apology. Mm-hmm. You know, but so that's why I'm like, and then like, if you look in her comment section, Remy was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, Joe apologized to you. Like, why are you doing this online? You got my number. You got his. Call us. Matter of fact, I'm going to call you now. And Mo replied to her, who the fuck are you to tell me how I should feel and stuff? And it's like, yo, mm-hmm. like. She said, the fuck is you? Yeah, I was the like, fuck is you? Like, I'm like. I'm like, hey. I'm like, Mo, come on. Like. Listen, you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you're talking to. You know who you're talking to. Do you know what Remy so, went to jail look, for? I was frightened for her when she wrote that. I was like, oh, somebody get Remy right now. Somebody hold her. Right. Somebody calm her down. Like, Pat Remy, Pooch, where you at? <laughs> Remy went to jail for, for beating the hell out of her. Listen, like, she will do another eight year bid. Okay, she don't listen. Care. <laughs> like Remy a real one she don't care okay she gonna be like yo pep hold it down I gotta handle a bitch I gotta drag a bitch I, I, I gotta go do another bid but I believe Remy makes it worth it when she does it though like she gets her I believe she she gets her point across when she puts some paws on somebody okay listen <laughs> so I think we're all in agreement that uh, Fat Joe washed uh, not Fat uh, Ja Rule fa- Ja Rule Wast Fat Joe. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. Yeah, that it was, was it was by it was almost as bad as um dipset. It was an upset. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. dipset. And then they ended it with bringing back out the people's champ, Jada Kiss, man. Like yeah. versus has done really good for Jada. It's been really good for Jada. Like, I will say, going back to Jada quickly, I need Jada to do an album with Hit Boy. Because I think Hit Boy brings the best out of the legends. Even if you go back to Nas's album, I felt like Eminem hadn't spit a good verse in 10 years. But that was a really good voice that he had on EPMD. You know, like, no, nah, yeah, that's real. That was a really good inverse. Hit boy just knows how to bring the best out of these, out of the, um, out of the legends. So nah, I would yeah. love to, I would love to hear a Jada album with, with, um, with Hit Boy. And there was a rumor that he was considering doing an album with Griselda, which, what? Yeah, that was a rumor that was that's going around. Fire. That I would love to hear. That'd be crazy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so from that though, 
in the comment section did he threw out the challenge to Dre. But the way he did it was definitely a pause-worthy moment. Uh, he said, the only person I would do is Dre. <laughs> And people got it quick because, you know, there's been a rumors for years about Diddy. <laughs> and, of course, people was like, he ain't talking about verses. <laughs> that Diddy likes him big and buff. I'm just like, oh, stop, oh, man. I <laughs> <laughs> stop. But, uh... <laughs> Listen. All I remember was that video of him and Damson and Man Boy, and I'm just like, Mm-mm. please tell me this is not real. That video with him and Man Boy was the worst. I was like, no. I he feel said, so I'm much here with this pretty motherfucker right here. I'm like, <laughs> Damson looked so uncomfortable. Man Boy is like, uh, well, his real name is Melvin Gregg. I will give him no, Melvin Gregg from Snowfall. Dancing is boy. from Snowfall. Um, a a show on FX. If y'all haven't seen it, please check it out. It's really a good show called Snowfall. But yeah, in this video, these two gentlemen, main characters of the show, were chilling at Diddy's house, playing video games or some shit like that. And there's a video of um, Diddy in the camera talking about <laughs> chilling here with this sexy motherfucker, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know if Diddy's trolling. We don't know, but they He's don't got- think that Diddy's trolling. And you can see it all in their face. <laughs> Remember, he did fabulous like that too, where he was like, We don't party fabulous. He was like, What are you talking about? We party. He was like, Nah, we don't party. And then he kept calling the dude daddy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I was just like, well, like Oh my God. But did like, he seem like he be trolling though? He's like, gotta be trolling. But it was hilarious either way. <laughs> um, so Diddy versus Dre versus JD. Yeah, well, Diddy wants, Diddy wants Dre. He, he wants nothing to do with JD. JD wants Diddy, and Diddy wants Dre. Like, he's been all over the place. He was on a Fat Joe show on Instagram and everything. Like, he says he wants Dre at the Rose Bowl, which would be huge. That would be fire. I actually think that, um, of course, I would be on the side of Diddy. Of course. So, so here's here's my take on that. What, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kev, you about to say something? Yeah, because that's a hard one. Diddy's going to take credit for stuff that Diddy only said, hey, change the hi-hat on there. Like, he's going to take credit for stuff like that, you know? Because we've heard Absolutely. stories about, like, how Diddy has walked into the studio, turned two knobs, and then walked back out and was like, make sure you give me my production credit on there. Like, we've heard stories about him doing that to people. That's real. Um, so he's going to take credit for a lot of stuff. And the stuff he's going to take credit for when he plays, I don't know if Drake can ha- hang with that. I think 
there's a lot of stuff that we don't realize that Dre had his hand in. Um, I also, I also feel like with this versus thing, you see, you notice people have only been punching up. If somebody comes and says, "Hey, I want to, ver- you know, versus with you," it always seems like they're punching up to somebody that they really can't handle, but that they want to mm-hmm. prove that they could. They got some. Everybody got something to prove. And I feel like Diddy, whether whether he would win or not, which I I feel like Diddy could win against Dre, depending on what they play. Right. I feel like it would be close, Um, you know, but I do feel like Diddy feels like he's punching up. I do want to say that. I think Diddy feels like he's punching up and that and that, you know, you know, J.D. got enough that, you know, J.D. could take Diddy if he played the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? But you well, know, Diddy feels like, nah, you're not, you're not worthy. You know what I'm saying of what I got. But JD could take Diddy. JD got crazy hits. But anyway, that's another. That's a whole other topic. Hmm. I think it's definitely Diddy versus Dre. I, I, I... Mm-hmm. No chance. Dre don't have no chance. Um, Dre has a chance. I think Dre has a chance. But Dre would have to, Diddy would have to beat himself, Pauls. Like, Diddy would have to do what Fat Joe did and play the wrong songs. If Diddy plays the right songs, I think he's getting Dre up. But how many bad songs, how many wrong songs could Diddy possibly play? Because he got Mace, he got Faith Evans, he got Shine, he got... Jodeci, he got the locks. Biggie, the he got Mario Winans. He got well, SWV. I haven't heard much from Cassie. He got Loon. Yeah. He got Lil Kim. He got Total. Yeah. yeah. Um, French did, Montana. He got Janelle Monae. Did you say Mary J. Blods? Of course, Mary's first. Like, did you, say, did you say Faith? Yeah, I said Faith. Okay, yeah, but yeah, um, there's this. I and mean, I feel like I'm missing people. I feel like yeah, I'm missing people. I mean, did we say Jodeci? You said Jodeci, yeah. Okay. Like there's, but there's also like a lot of people who he produced for who weren't even signed to Bad Boy. Because remember, at, at a certain point, everybody was getting those Bad Boy remixes. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's... And then the versatility of that... Uh, the versatility of, of that catalog, too. Like, if he decides he wants to start hitting... Dre with some like chill R and B Jones. Like, what's Dre gonna do to counter? You know, Paul Thomas. Uh, I wish I never met her. Like, what is he gonna do to counter that? Like, Oof. he could put Dre in a bad spot. So, Ooh, um, say what? Say what? I, say what? Ooh, <laughs> what? What we gonna do I, with that? I feel you. I feel you on all of that. Um. I mean, like, I feel like what's what's Diddy gonna do with nothing but a G thing? You know what I'm saying? Well, he um, got some Biggie records he can counter that with, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but what you know, like, it's it's gonna be One, tough though. Two, like, you know, three into the what's he gonna yeah. do with California Love? <laughs> California Love. Once again, what I would do if I was him though, if, if I was Diddy, every time he played a pop record, 
I would play a Biggie record. I would be petty like that. That would be that. really hard, okay. though. Like, yeah, it would definitely be, it would turn into East Coast versus West Coast. It would, and everybody, <laughs> and everybody from the East Coast would be like, "Yo, Diddy won that," and everybody from the West Coast would be like, "It would be a whole problem." We don't need you don't know like people don't understand the history of hip hop when it when it came to East Coast versus West Coast. That was a very long running. Yes. Uh, situation conflict like I don't even know when it truly ended <laughs> but people like listen East Coast versus West Coast was some serious <laughs> going on but like honestly I think for the culture we need for that shit to happen <laughs> low yeah. key oh yeah low key oh yeah Definitely. Yeah. Nah, I think that uh, we need this Diddy versus Dre. We do. JD is cool, but I don't think he belongs in this. No? Um, I, I don't think he belongs in this specific Maybe. one. I think that he has definitely, he has the artists that he, he has been, and he has hit. However, I don't think that he belongs next to Diddy and Dre. I I think I disagree. Yeah. How would we do I, I a three-way versus? Well, three-way versus would actually versus. be kind of dope. You know, I mean, it would take forever, and they're Absolutely. not going to do it. They're not going to do it. But I think it would be kind of dope. Like, but it, it, I mean, they do like triple threat matches in wrestling. Like, <laughs> but I, right. I I think Jermaine Dupree has a very underrated discography like this man can pull out escape this man can pull out um bow wow he can he can pull out the brat he can pull out he can pull out mariah he can pull out usher he's got janet records like yeah. Nah, dude, you real, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. I gotta, I gotta retract what the fuck I said. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. I'm tripping. I'm JD got Usher. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and there's bust- a reason why Jermaine Dupree is in the Writers Hall of Fame because right. he ain't just a great producer. Like the dude's he, pen he's is a songwriter, mm-hmm. right? Which is something neither of the other two can say. Nah, so, I'm, I'm definitely tripping, bro. I ain't even. I even think about that shit. Yeah, his but it goes to show nice. like it's been a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't pay, we don't really pay attention to that shit. Yeah, no, I think he just wrote something for. There was some big name artist that he just wrote something big for, but I can't remember who. But yeah, he's. It has been a long time since we really like heard just how good Jermaine Dupri's, which would make him perfect in the verses because. When people start to forget about how dope you are, and then you have a versus and bring it back to everybody's memory, like right. So I, I he had I, Luda. Luda. He had Luda. Luda also had his own verses, which he killed with he, with he Nelly. Destroyed Nelly. <laughs> shout out to Nelly showing up at the verses and hugging shout Ashanti. Shout out to Nelly. <laughs> right. He oh, wanted that old JD, thing back. Listen, JD got Missy. JD got Nelly. JD got Soldier Boy. He got Sierra. Sierra. He does have he Sierra Fab. records. Even some Fab Johns. He got Chingy. 
<laughs> Lil John. That was a whole era in itself. He even did some Snoop Dogg shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he okay then. Yeah, he definitely belongs. Yeah, in um, yeah. he's got and some Alicia Keys records. He got like, Alicia. Yep, Daggett Eds. Like he's. I want to TLC. Point out he got TLC records. Oh, what were you saying, Rob? I just want to point this out too. Jermaine Dupri's uh, album "Life in Four uh, Life" it was it "Life in 1492." Yeah, yeah, "Life in." Um... That's a totally underrated album. Like absolutely underrated. Like it he's is. like it never, you know, he, he had a couple songs on there that just went ham, but that that album is, is yeah, money ain't underrated. a thing was one of was one of those ones that that was a and great song. Jay Z on that, oh, so yeah, yeah, you know that one went yeah, yeah. Did a crazy video to that. But that album really yeah, was dope. And what is what is Diddy gonna do when he pull out that Welcome to Atlanta? Exactly. Oh yeah, yo. Like that's what I'm saying, y'all. Don't don't sleep on Jermaine Dupree. Like Jermaine nah, Dupree yeah. got a he got a catalog. He's got a he's got a catalog, man. He also and then he's got songs with Monica too. Like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Jermaine yeah. Dupree is not to be not to be messed with. So. You know what? Uh, it should be a three-way versus. I, I would I would be all for that. Ten songs? Ten, yeah. Oh, no, you can't Cut it do down. ten with those Cut it guys, down. though. Because <laughs> honestly, got they got too many to, to bring it down to ten, like... Yeah. Fucking make it an all-day affair. I'll sit there and watch it if they all do twice. Right. Songs. It'd be a four-hour versus, but, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Nah, yeah, that's gonna be that would be crazy, especially because we know Mariah not gonna do her own verses because the only other person that can match Mariah is Whitney, and she's no longer with us. Who can match Missy right now? That's been the hard who could match Mary J. Blige in a versus right now. I mean, I've heard people say Mariah and Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blods. Um, Mary has already said she doesn't want to do one. I um, think that would that would be a hard versus to do, but I see I can understand why somebody would say uh, Mariah versus Mary. I think but I think, I the think class, Mariah versus yeah. yeah. The class is off. Yeah, it's off. Is off. I would say, like, as a stand-in, and that's not even like, because I love Mary. Like, what, mm-hmm. what? But compared to Mariah Carey, Mariah's on a on a different level. That's another level. Yeah, like Mary is is Mary is a legend. Mariah is an icon. Right there, you go. There you okay. go. Okay, like Mariah is a global icon. You know, whereas Mary is, I hate to call her like a hood legend, <laughs> but she's a like, national hood legend. She's like, a national she's, hood legend. Yeah, but she's a yeah. cultural. Yeah, she's she's more of a cultural right. icon for us. Right, right. she's I definitely know. a cultural icon for us. Mm. Definitely. Um, but Mariah's so would, a global be, icon. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like the only other person that could have like 
done the verses with Mariah is no longer with us. R.I.P. They baby. could they could pull maybe a Janet and Mariah versus that that would because Janet is is a, a global icon also, but stylistically yeah, they're the really different. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's not nearly as much as a vocalist. Well, not as Mary no. J. Blige though. I think that was yeah. But I, I think see. that was shiny that like Janet, Janet, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that would be even a that's like the furthest you can get from, yeah. from Mariah, <laughs> I feel like. like yeah. as far as Janet. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening with Mariah. I don't even know who who they would do a versus with. When it comes to Janet, um, but yeah, I, I would love to see JD, Dre, and Diddy. Now, this would have to be like a fucking state of the art motherfucking everybody bring everybody out. This is gonna be a concert, concert, concert. Where do you even do that? Wear your masks. We're all going. You, you would have to do an <laughs> arena. You would we have are to going. Right, but is it going to be an arena in L.A. or New oh. York or Atlanta? Like it don't fucking matter. Wherever it is, I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> I'm going. Well, look, Atlanta's the only place that's going to be open for an event like yeah. this. So. Okay, <laughs> Cali too, though. Cali's shutting COVID. back down. They are. They've been yeah. shutting a lot of stuff down. Wow. Well, I'm glad the Thundercat concert out here. <laughs> right. No, yeah. but like this would this would actually be historical if they do some shit like this. This would be like put on the fucking I don't even know, like some list somewhere of the best verses that was to ever take place. <laughs> These three motherfuckers. Yeah. I agree. I think it should happen. I would love for it to happen. So where do you rank them, like, in order of one to three? Rob? Mm. Hmm. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like when we, you know, everything's available now and you can find people's net worth but with Google and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of people's impact musically we tie it to their net worth and their their dollar sign you know what i'm saying ah man and personally personally for you for you not based off of me no yeah yeah yeah. i just wanted yeah i'm just thinking but for me for me personally as far as like what music touched me the most i would have to say diddy Ah, uh, well. Oh, that's so hard. Yo, I got to put Diddy and JD together because I grew up more so when they were, you know what I'm saying, late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in my teens and actually could go places and, and be out and do stuff, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'd have to put D- Diddy and JD together, to be honest. And then, you know, and then Dre. Um you know, I'm not saying he's not an absolute beast and legend, but just, you know, for me personally, 
you know, what impacted my life. Yeah, I got to put Diddy and JD together and then Dre. What about you, Loki? Yep, it's Diddy for me. Then actually, it's Diddy for me, then Dre, and then JD. So I guess my question is, are we ranking this based on their talent or are we ranking this based on their no. catalog? No. We're, I'm ranking it on my personal experience listening to their music. So mm. like... Yeah, emotionally. For me, yeah, emotionally, uh, because I, again, like how, how Rob said, I grew up listening to, to Diddy, Diddy's catalog. I grew up listening to JD's, yes, too, but I was more so on the, like, OD hip-hop side of things. And so, like, I was definitely listening to a lot of Dre and um, Tupac and all of that. So that's that's why I'm ranking it the way I'm ranking it. Um, huge Missy fan, by the way. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um but Missy's not J only, you know what I'm saying, the only artist under JD. So I can't really do that. Um, but Dre, it's about hip hop for me. I'm going Diddy, JD, and then Dre. Like I put, I put a lot of stock into versatility. That's just how I am in all things. Whatever is most versatile is what I'm going to rank higher in everything. And I feel like Diddy and, and Jermaine Dupree's catalogs are both more versatile than Dre's. I feel like there's a Dre sound that's amazing and is great, but there's not as much, <coughs> excuse me, as much versatility in it as there is with JD and uh and Diddy. Mm. I hear that. And so, I see what you mean also. I guess I guess it would make more sense now that we're talking about it for Diddy and JD to do it because they have both rap and R&B in their catalogs. Mm. Um, Dre is more focal like the focal point of Dre's music was hip hop. Yeah. Um not to say that Diddy's wasn't in the beginning because it was. Mm-hmm. Um but definitely Dre was more focal on on hip hop music. Whereas with Diddy and JD they do have um versatility like how Kev said of R and B and hip hop artists under them. Um, I think JD got some got like even maybe a alternative artist under him too that he did some alternative music with. He might have. He might have. But with, I mean with him, I, Al Mana, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree's there's a lot of versatility there. So I guess my question would be to you, if it is just Dre and Diddy. Who do you think wins? Diddy. 
Yeah, I, I want to say Dre because of my respect for him and, and the classic, absolute classics that he has. But I feel like uh, Diddy might come out just barely on top. I, I think, think Diddy that. will overflow. Oh, Diddy's bringing out everybody. He's going to overflow. He's bringing out everybody. Somebody said, would Diddy still win? If he wasn't allowed to bring on stage people who he owed money to, <laughs> he would not. He would not win because he owes. Well, yeah. with Mary alone, he'd probably be okay <laughs> because that's the only person he'd have done right. <laughs> Everybody else he screwed over all the Horrible contracts, man. <laughs> like, but I think it would come down to where it actually takes place at. I think they should do it at the garden. If they do it at the garden, that crowd is going to be 100% behind Diddy. And them Diddy songs are going to go off something crazy. You already know. And them Dre songs, people are just going to be like, ah, okay, this is cool. But if they do it in like LA and you got all the LA niggas in the crowd and stuff, when that Diddy want him to do, they're going to be crip walking like that. I want him to do, we ain't going nowhere. (laughs) We ain't. Yo, no, I low-key no think that Diddy would get booed in L.A. if he started doing those some of those songs. Like, dancing around and everything, like... And doing a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he said, don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Right. Uh, of them. Wait, can Diddy bring out Fab? Did did was Fab? Did Fab do anything? I'm sure Diddy? Diddy did something with Fab, but I can't I'm think sure of anything off the top of my head. But I mean, Diddy Diddy has done records with so many people. I've always said if I ever did did an album, I want Diddy just like going off at the end of one of my songs. Like, <laughs> you go, you think this is a game? Why you think this is a game? You know how Diddy be going off on song? Like that would be perfect for me. <laughs> Like, nah, real shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, so moving on from that, because I know we're coming quickly to a close. Um, new artists. New artists that, uh, or not even new artists, but like uh, underground, not even underground, like underappreciated artists that you would yeah. like to put or on. Or not yet like, discovered. Not yet discovered. There you go. Uh, artists that you kind of want to put on. Um, we'll, we'll start with you, Loki. Um, I'll put on Front Street, Miss Victoria Monet. Mm. I need y'all to check her out. Um, if you haven't already, she has a new song out called Coasting. But I, I really am in love with this young lady's catalog. Um, I have so many artists two that I want to bring up, but we're going to save that for next time. But Victoria Monet has definitely caught my ear. Um, Her writing ability is great. Um, I don't know who produces for her, but amazing. Um, And I really truly think that she should uh, already be big. I don't even know why she's being put on the back burner like she is, but Hopefully she'll just continue um, the road and path that she's on because the mu- the music is good now. It's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, Victoria Monet, check her out, guys. 
That's what's up. Um, Rob, what about you? Um, so um, my artist, man, she is a uh, a dope, uh, very under underappreciated artist. Uh, y'all check her out. Mosh Pit Cindy. Um, and the S is a dollar sign. But y'all check out Mosh Pit Cindy. I was checking out a, uh, a uh, playlist on Apple Music and found her and loved what I heard and have loved what I heard since. Uh, but I, I, the first song I heard was this song called Post Club Depression. And uh, yeah, y'all check that out ASAP. Check out her uh, her project that she's got out ASAP. Um, she's just really, really super dope. And what I, I love, you know, her production um, quality, uh, you know, the music is amazing. The, the vocals are amazing. But I love her songwriting. It's so vivid. And mm. I can see, you know, exactly what she's talking about. So uh and yeah it's it's very uh you know i felt i felt connected to what she you know who she is as an artist so y'all definitely check out mosh pit cindy asap hell yeah i'm about to check her out after this um i guess for me it would be van jess they are a duo it's two uh two sisters they're from nigeria and they are really dope um they've been doing some music late uh they have a song called slow down with um uh lucky day um they have a song yeah they have a song with um xavier omar and wale um and that song is incredible i gotta remember the name of that song but they're just really really dope they in a weird way Remind me a little bit of Chloe and Haley, like when they were younger. Like that's uh, kind of the style that I get from them. But they are uh, just get here is the name of that song with uh, Wale and Van Jess. Yeah, Van Jess. Last topic, and then we're going to get up out of here. Um, Aaliyah, her uh, what some people call the Red Album. But the self-titled album has finally hit streaming services. I remembered that I loved the album, but I didn't remember just how good the album was. Like, that mug is a classic. Of course, timeless. Oh, my God. Like, just going back, Timbaland was on some other type of stuff at that point, like, we need a resolution might be the best Timberland beat ever. I mean that and Static Major, Static Major's pen game was sick on that album. Him and Missy wrote the hell out of that album. I just yeah, man. Um my favorite song has always been I Care for You. That yeah, song is, I've always said if a woman sings that I song to me. Always played the piano and sang that song. Any any like talent show or anything like that in school, like I'm playing on the piano, Aaliyah's I Care for You and singing it. Cause that's my shit. That was my shit. I've already said that if I get with a woman and she sings that song to me, I'm not pulling out that night. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is my song. Like that song is 
Uh, I mean, and then, then of course we got more than a woman. Like rock the boat. Rock the boat. Listen, listen. I even like read between the lines like that. <sighs> we can't forget try again. That's like. Yeah, like, yeah. that was just got ridiculous numbers of hits. Yeah, right. It's it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's crazy how many hits it has on here. But like, like you said, the whole team, and that's the thing. Like, Aaliyah had the perfect team around her, mm-hmm. and the whole team did their thing and did exactly. They understood the assignment. Every single one of them. And crazy thing about it is if Aaliyah was still alive, if she kept that same team, they would still be able to put out a classic album to this day. Today. Absolutely. Like, and how many people can say, I can keep my entire team for 20 years and they still gonna be able to put out elite level stuff? Like, yeah. Because Missy and Tim together don't miss. Not at all. You don't miss it all. So it's a timeless album. If you haven't gone and listened to it since it's been on streaming services, do yourself a favor, like do that because you're going to enjoy it. Um, matter of fact, once I get off of here, I'm going to lay down and turn it on because I feel like hearing it. But I don't know. Before we get out of here, is, is there anything else any of you, you guys have or? Uh, nothing from me. Nah, I, I really would like to um, say that um, I want to see more artists just like be their original selves. Mm. And, um, you know, somebody made a comment recently. And by the way, I'm not on social media. So all the things that I get is from third parties. Um, <laughs> but somebody said that uh, they saw a comment on Twitter uh, stating that this past uh, award show, I guess the VMAs, um, it was hard to pinpoint like originality for real. Mm. Uh, this time around, it was more of um, people trying to pull from the past and like repackage it into today. Now, there's although there's not anything necessarily wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? You still want to pay homage to... Um, the ones that came before the legends, you know, and of course it just speaks volumes. The fact that, you know, this generation would want to pull from those old catalogs and stuff mm-hmm. like that and want to um, incorporate it into um, modern days music. Um, however, I want to encourage people to, you know, just continue with their, continue being different. Cause even like when we spoke about baby Keem earlier, it, every single beat that he made, it, it didn't sound like something else. I think we said that, right? It didn't sound like somebody else's shit. Yeah. It sounded his original self. It sounded like, you know, nothing that we ever really heard of for real. Like it's something new to our ears, you know? Um, and a lot of people don't think that that would be appreciated. A lot of artists feel like they have to conform to a certain style or, you know, and I I don't necessarily agree. I think that there's still a remnant of people willing and wanting to hear something brand new. Mm-hmm. So that's just something I, it's a takeaway. Um, my little two cents to end the the night. <laughs> uh, let's let's bring some originality back too. I agree. Absolutely. 
I agree. Well, yeah, I think that's it for us. Hell yeah. Till next time, guys. <laughs> we out. Mm-hmm.